0: This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my co-host, Spencer. We want to bring you an American perspective on the world game. Welcome back to Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew and I'm here with Spencer. Spencer, has Darwin Nunez hit the target yet today? Uh, I
1: think he missed it every time today, Andrew. What a segue. You're not even asking me how I am. We're just going to go right into my biased takes on the Carabao Cup that I was going to 100% ignore if City lost today. But uh, since they won, we can talk about
0: it. I know your one true favorite thing. It's the holiday season. There's nothing if not the time to give. And if I can give you an opportunity to talk about how much you hate Darwin Nunez, I know you'll take it. And I just want, you know, a little gift from me to you, right? Merry Christmas, bud.
1: I appreciate that, bud. But uh,
0: Feeling festive. I think
1: I think hate's a, a tough word for old Darwin boy. Like, you know, I just I just hate that it's unfortunate for him that so many people wanted to compare him in holland and um one guy is a machine that just scores goals and one guy is a machine that just runs a lot and does some things and sometimes they end up being goals but um good player he's a good player That's- just um he he, had, he was the, the, the cards were stacked against him from the start for the expectations people kind of put on him i feel
0: This is an absolute lie. This has nothing to do with how Spencer feels about Darwin Nunez. I listened to almost a full calendar year of, uh, your true thoughts. I would say about how Darwin Nunez and Holland and Liverpool gets propped up by the English meat. This is fish and fries, man. You don't need to protect your boy Darwin here. Oh, I'm just, let it fly. It's a holiday episode. Get in the season.
1: I'm just, uh, Hey, we, I'm sure we got a, a couple Liverpool supporters. They, they run deep, man. And, uh, I just want to let you know, I rate your boy just low key. Yeah, it's more of an English media thing. They kind of were like, oh, the Nunez versus Holland thing. I'm like, this is not even a discussion. So um, let's not do this. And they still continue to do it. And now um, it looks pretty stupid. Um, Good player. But Holland is just a Viking uh, Norwegian meat child, as I call him, that just scores goals. And that's all he does. And he. Been laying up on a beach in Abu Dhabi, and he scored again today. So it was it was wonderful. I loved it. Um, we can put the Carabao Cup to bed because, honestly, cool. I still don't really give that much of a shit.
0: I, I, I did I want to talk about it for a minute. I watched the highlights. I, I was having a busier day at work than some of the other ones. But, like, shocking, like, horrible misses. Like, Timo Werner wanted you to hit the target, like, real bad. Like, he had, like, three different times where he'd make a great run. They Liverpool would put in like their textbook ball, right? Just like a little flop. That that City defense, man. Yikes!
1: Oh, it did not look but good. Like, <laughs> it, no, it did looked, not look good. It looked
0: real bad. Um, But like seriously, Darwin Nunez was like, God. Blair Walsh missed a field goal by less than him, man. It was it was <laughs> bad. It was wide left every time. It was a horrible time. Yeah, yeah. well, he missed it. He like missed that. it the same way three like at least twice. He'd get ahead. He'd look over to the side, be like, oh, look, I got all this space. The defender's not closing me down. Time to just hit this ball way to the left. And the fact that you're not salivating over it is – I'm a little worried. If I didn't have you on video here, I'd be like – I'd be calling Linda, making sure you're okay. Like, well,
1: see, the the problem here was that I got to like – I had to super half-ass watch it because um, for some reason here in the Midwest, we're getting this – ridiculous cold front with snow and I was, you know, trying to get home without dying. So that was my number one priority. I had the, uh, the stream going while I was driving home in the car, but, um, just listening, kind of peeking here and there whenever it was cool, but it was snowing kind of its ass off. Kind of didn't want to die. It was like, you know, legitimately eh, maybe four degrees at that point in time. So I'm freezing, um, survival. I was in survival mode, man. So like didn't get to see all the misses in
0: survival mode (laughs) full circle here um but all of a sudden man we are back to the premier league thrown all the way in the deep end
1: i was gonna say look like we're you know sitting here the world cup's barely been put to bed and we're opening this podcast just four and a half minutes straight on care about cup just right back into it world cups in the past we loved it We loved watching Leo win. It was just great. Just so much fun. But I'm fucking back,
0: baby. Club football is back, baby. We are back. It's it's just an incredible time. And to be honest, like with like a marquee matchup like Liverpool City, right? Even if it's the Carabao Cup, it was always going to be talked about here, right? It was never going to be. What what do you mean
1: a marquee matchup like that? We had Wolves versus Gillingham the other day, too. Like right first day back. You're going to tell me that didn't get you up?
0: Um, no, I believe I made a joke about it being Wolves versus Bellingham, and I don't think they could win it, but, Uh um, (laughs) what a World Cup bias, though. You never know. Um, but yeah, man, um, let's kind of, I know you kind of wanted to structure how we were going to kind of preview the second half of the EPL, so I will let you kind of get to that that little intro here.
1: Well, yeah, Andrew, we're, um,
0: obviously...
1: Um, if you celebrate, yeah, well, even if you don't celebrate, I suppose, we're a couple of days from Christmas. Uh, if you're a Hanukkah person I, that I, that obviously just started, I know. Um, Kwanzaa will be real. I'm on culture. I have no idea when it starts. But whatever holiday you celebrate um, around this time of year, they're all rolling around here. And we wanted to kind of make this a holiday-themed look at the Premier League as it kicks off right after the Christmas holiday on Boxing Day, as Andrew likes to call it, aka Monday.
0: Monday, some of just us Monday have to work.
1: <laughs> Boxing Day or just Monday,
0: yeah. and
1: um, we kind of wanted to go through and just look. Um, it's it's been a while, Andrew. Like we haven't seen these teams, I, obviously, besides like the ones who have played in the Carabao Cup the last few days. Um, we haven't seen these teams in a long time.
0: Like, e- even those teams, hard to say. Uh, we've seen them. I think "seen" is a strong word. We've. Understood they're playing. I've looked at a highlight or two, maybe.
1: Well, like, see, it made it weird today because it was like Holland and De Bruyne were out there and like Rodri's out there, but also Cole Palmer's playing wing. Like, okay, um, Cole Palmer might be a really good player one day, but um, whenever you see Cole Palmer in a starting city lineup, you're like, oh, what's what's going on here, Pep? Oh,
0: Pep, doesn't, Pep doesn't give a shit at all. Okay, Pep
1: doesn't care. Oh, Rico Lewis is a right, back. Rico Lewis has done some nice things this year, but um, whenever you see things like that, you're like, oh, oh, this is a this is not an A
0: lineup, huh? Yeah, e- either that or some sort of avian flu's gone through the team. There's no middle ground. Otherwise, uh, Cole Palmer, sir, not appearing in this game. Most, and
1: I should. I should say Liverpool. Just if you are a Liverpool fan listening, I'm not being biased. They sat a few guys too. It was pretty even actually. Like couple, like stars, and it's not fair for me to say stars and scrubs because like these are really good. These young are, and players. and they're and but, they're
0: young players too. It's not. Yeah. Danny drink water. My favorite right. all time scrub.
1: But uh, Danny D aside, <laughs> we wanted to uh, kind of go into this. Look how we're. Uh, Look at the table, see what we're kind of looking at going into this, not technically second half, but kind of second half of the season. It's It's going to be our halfway point.
0: It's the second half.
1: Just like a quick aside um, before we dive into these tiers of teams we've kind of made. Could you imagine... um, look, I like keep track of the Bundesliga and stuff, but like these leagues that just take a winter break every year, like this, this <laughs> month of no, but uh, like, Coward. obviously we had, we, <laughs> obviously Coward. we had the world cup this oh, last month. Outside. So, I, right. Cold I was, outside. I was obviously distracted ignore by the first world eight cup.
0: minutes of our podcast here as we've complained about how cold it is, but you know, oh, no, we fair, only did that for like 30 you, seconds. You get me, you get me on some city weekly wages. I'll be out gladly. Yeah. <laughs> Shots but um, on, long socks will be great.
1: But like we've been distracted this last month of having the World Cup and there's just leagues that are just like, oh, we're just going to let our players like spend a month with their family during the holidays. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, that seems like a really nice thing to do. But um, sucks for my entertainment. <laughs>
0: we're, we're Americans. We don't believe in time with your time off. We don't believe in uh, pretty much anything to do with quality of life, especially when it comes to work. So get the hell back on the field.
1: Yeah, my work's nice I need thing today. To watch, I had to go
0: to work all day. I'm glad you guys are at home. I could use something to escape from.
1: My my work's nice thing today was um, sending me not telling, not sending me home. Sorry, I shouldn't phrase it that way. Telling me, hey, um, it, like an hour before my shift ended, you can leave if you want, but we're not going to pay you. Um, and thank you for being here for like seven and a half of your eight and a half hours. We appreciate it.
0: Yeah, mine was have a nice
1: uh, Christmas, I guess. Yeah. And right. then my boss proceeded to complain about the fact that we're off on Friday and Monday, but whatever. What can well, you hey,
0: do? Speaking from somebody not off Friday or Monday, uh pipe down. Mm, frankly, just keep that to yourself. Um <laughs>
1: sorry, buddy. <laughs> that was get, a no, that no, was no, a stray.
0: You're, you're fine. I, I did, well and that's why I threw it back because it hurts. Um but no, man, why don't we uh, why don't we get into this uh Premier League re breakdown? Pre, it pre it can't be a preview, it's already happening.
1: Review, preview, re preview, re-preview, whatever we want to call it. We
0: yeah. Next Somebody. time there's a world cup in the middle of the season, we'll have this absolutely <laughs> locked and loaded with a grade
1: a hundred percent. We'll get there if we got well, the next one's in the summer. Shit. I don't know, eight years um. from now, if they put it, if they drop another. World Cup in Saudi Arabia or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, Let's just just move this I mean, that's what
0: they did with this one. They're just like, "Mm, fall. We're doing it in the fall. Well, I tweeted out today Mm. from
1: the account about the U.S. playing in Minneapolis in uh, February. when It was like minus 15. So maybe they should just do it in winter here. I don't know.
0: Um, I I had no complaints except for when it was the summer and I didn't have my extra bonus soccer. (laughs) Because I want my soccer and I want it now.
1: It was a tough, long summer. It just didn't feel right. But yeah. it is not summer anymore. It is winter, The just in the depths of the holiday season here. And we, as I said before, we're going just straight holiday mode. It's our holiday special episode as we look ahead. And we, if nothing else, we're coming to you guys with puns. Because we are, are we are a puns-positive podcast here. Alliteration and puns. That's about all we got in our bag.
0: Yeah, we also watch soccer, but those are the three things that I can... It's about all we're good at. ...be responsible for.
1: (laughs) All we're good at. um, So puns we bring you on this podcast about soccer. And our first pun is that we've broken these teams kind of into groups, all 20 teams in the Premier League, and we've kind of looked at them grouped on where they're at in the table. And so our first three we're going to look at are our top three, and we have dubbed this the... Rocking around the prim trophy group, and that would be Arsenal, my beloved Manchester City, and oh, Andrew, am I reading this right? This says Newcastle United are top three. Did I just, did I, how long was I asleep? They've only been not playing for a month. Have they only played four games this season?
0: They've actually let Newcastle keep playing, um, uncontested in these games, so yeah, they've just been able to rack up the points, but no, um, I think that's actually kind of a good place to start because. It's interesting to say, you you're in all disclosure. You are the one who put this, uh, these these uh, tiers together here, and putting Newcastle into the top group, but keeping Tottenham out when they've got a one point lead on them.
1: Um, no, no, do you no, think,
0: no, what, no, 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 no.
1: I, I went straight. Or wait, sorry. Newcastle have a one point lead on Tottenham.
0: Yes, and they oh, you have them in the fourth tier. 100%. I, I, I,
1: I legit only did this off of the table. So, do not this this is not us ranking the tiers. This is just this is what the table said.
0: No, and well, I was going to just make a a bigger point about having Newcastle this high up, right? They've achieved this. They've done incredibly well. Says a lot about how one how quickly you can turn with some money, right? Can turn a middle tier, right? into a a top tier team. I guess my first big question for you here is, do you think Newcastle can continue this pace and be a legitimate title contender or at least in the area? I think
1: honestly, I've been super impressed by them because they, and I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Call me ill prepared for this, but I I know they have spent a good chunk of money, um, Mm -hmm. but they haven't outside of what really the ESOC move they haven't done crazy, crazy transfer. Like they haven't done as much as I love my boys. They haven't done Manchester City things like when they first got their money of just being like, "Oh, we'll just sign Balotelli and we'll sign <laughs> just everybody, everybody. We're gonna sign everybody. It'll be great." They've been a little more, to my surprise, pragmatic about it, and they've addressed needs. Like there's still guys that were on this team when they were. Like fighting against relegation. Like John Joe Shelby's still starting for them a lot. Um Al you're Moran not, was you're there not supposed to say his name.
0: You're not supposed yeah, to say his people name. People
1: don't like him. And uh he Voldemort. does some he does some shit things, but he's still it's mostly, it's uh,
0: mostly that he looks like Voldemort. He does look I'm like
1: Voldemort. Sure. But he um <laughs> he's been solid for them. Like Al Moran, that we me and you used to always laugh about when he was being shoved down our throats about by like the Premier League and USA account of like like this young what is he paraguayan yes, <laughs> whatever <laughs> like this young paraguayan cuz he played at atlanta united and we're just like okay well we we kind of care about like american guys but that's great i guess like mexicans well, Mike, it, it is a big thing can, for the
0: league but but he has been incredible man he's been he has been so good he's been their best attacker i want to say like, if you told me he'd be, like, kind of outshining St. Maximin, I'd be, like, on what planet, right? Like, are we talking about defensive work rate and, like, get tracking back and that sort of thing? But St. Maximin's been really, really good for them. And mm-hmm. then I think the only other thing is, like, you're right. They're not making huge, big money signings, but they've done such a good job with, the like, setting the floor, right, that it raises the level of everybody else, right? They've got Dan Byrne playing in a back three he was playing what left back for burnley at 66 right <laughs> they they found him they brought him in and then they go get trippier right who was rumored to be he's for been a- so a- good for them right and they're and they're giving they're putting him in the position to posi- position to succeed by playing as a wing back on the right hand side letting him put balls in and get up and down the field but not having so so much defensive responsibility and then i think the biggest one is bruno Guimaraes has just Given this so team such an attitude and like has really just made everybody else like so much better.
1: Yeah, and I think Grimarez, uh, in particular, that was kind of the move where to me at least, as a fan of a different top six team, that was like the one where I was looking at them and I was thinking, Okay, Newcastle, they're gonna be able to atop like to attract these players that are very highly rated in Europe. Like these young players. Like has probably could have gone to anyway. any of the top six teams. Like he could have, if he weighed, I think that because they got him in January last year and it was a thing of like I think City almost never do business in January plus I'm not tooting my own team's horn, but the midfield's pretty loaded most of the time. Um but he chose to go to like a club that wasn't necessarily so loaded in the midfield and just be a star there. And he's been so good for them. Like a lot of their a lot of everything that go like they do with its well goes through Guimaraes, and he's been everything he was advertised and more and um look to well, and then, kind and of, then
0: since then he's found his way into this Brazilian midfield right. and being an important player for them. So like it's kind of the perfect meeting of like a, a team on the rise, right? Willing to invest and get better and you know, a player on the rise, right? It's mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing that is really hard to do in a Premier League where these guys normally get bought up by a city Chelsea even like a Madrid wouldn't have been too far of a move for him or playing I think he was in the French League right like yeah if PSG got him and then he was sitting behind like Verratti waiting to play I don't think any of us would be like they've got to get Gamarish out there but he's just Mm -hmm. really just shown this kind of new Newcastle attitude man it's it's great
1: yeah I um I'm pretty high on this Newcastle team going forward um if the question is what like are they going to be able to really stay in this title race I honestly would say no I think it's a bit too early for them I do think however and this would be a huge thing for them this year I think they're going to be in and around this top 4 race up until the end here like at least mm-hmm. in there I I and we're not doing predictions today we've decided against that but I I think I would be buying stock for them to potentially finish top four this year um mm-hmm. and i think they'll be in that race the entire year i really do
0: yeah because they they like i was saying they, they've brought the floor up instead of getting one 100 million dollar player and sticking him in the midfield or at attack right they've gotten three players for 30 million dollars right with Trippier and i know isak was more expensive than that and he's been hurt but like Think about it. They lose their like club record signing and have been able to do this. That, that's very impressive to me. Very well-run. Right.
1: And I think we should just, before we move off of them, we should just say, Eddie Howe, um, for however much people don't like him for his handling of like A, in the first place, taking this job, I know he's gotten a lot of criticism for that, and B, for the way he answers questions at time, he's very evasive about the Saudi ownership type thing. Look, on the pitch, he's pulled all the strings all the right way since he got there. He's been so good for them since he came in. And um, look, I, I thought he was quite a good, like a very good manager at Bournemouth when he was there. He They were punching above their weight for a long time while he was their manager. And he's got a little more squad behind him now. And he, he's really looking like one of the better managers in the Premier League right now, I'd say. Andrew, what about you?
0: Uh, I, I got nothing else to add to that. Just just a good team here. I, I think it'll be very interesting because if you think about it before the season, like top six was like a realistic goal for them, right? Being able to kind of maintain at this level would be a huge step. But to be honest, if they end up finishing sixth, right, or just missing out on Champions League places, it's a great like, season. still. that's a great season for them. But uh, I think we're ready to move on here. So speaking of punching above their weight, Spencer, the five point gap between city and arsenal here, your city, everyone's least favorite team arsenal. What do you think is going to happen here without Jesus in the second half for arsenal?
1: So I think right away, you've touched on probably the biggest storyline and previewing this. Um, we spent a lot of time on Newcastle, but I I think this is a two horse race now at this point. Um, I really like Newcastle, but that's kind of what I'm seeing. And it's between city and arsenal. Um, Arsenal has built themselves a little bit of a lead. They had an amazing first. Well, I, like we said, we don't know if we're calling it a half or whatever, but the before the break, they've had an amazing start to the season. I, I think it's not even fair to say start. Cause it's what 16, 17 games at this point, it's more than just a start quote unquote. They've had a really good beginning to their season. Um, that's prolonged through a decent chunk into the middle of it. And I do wonder what what's this gonna look like without Jesus because he's been so good for them. Mm-hmm. I think o- I think Odegaard is so good he's able to just get he's he reminds me a lot of a KDB and that's about the highest praise I can give somebody. Um, if you know how I feel about Kevin De Bruyne, yeah, <laughs>
0: no. um, it's not, a, it's not a secret.
1: Yeah, and. and um, he's been so good. Sokka's obviously fantastic. Uh, Martinelli has been so good for them this year. Dude,
0: I, I think he's the best of the bunch. He's kind of, I think he's the best attacking player on arsenal.
1: He's kind of weirdly like underrated <laughs> in that team though. You know, like he gets kind of lost. Like he's the third guy I he, went to. And it doesn't contestant.
0: always start right. You know what I mean? Like if, if one of those three guys we went all healthy, right. With, uh, Jesus, uh Martinelli and Saka, right? If you told me like, hey, they're all healthy, but one of them didn't start, right? You'd assume Martinelli. Man, I Todd. Back up the truck, baby. Go get go get I Martinelli, I think, actually just re-signed the deal. Just re-signed, yeah. I know, so I know. Or he's I was, at least rumored to. When that got uh brought to my attention probably by Fab, let's be real, I was like, Todd, baby, go back up the Brinks truck, go bring me Martinelli. Um But no, this, yeah, how Arsenal can kind of take it from being such a dynamic attack, right? They have some guys there, right? I mean, I don't know how you feel about, like, the Arsenal backup striker role. I think they have okay depth, but the gap, I mean, I think they're weirdly, for a team, in the best spot before all of this. Are they weirdly, like, the biggest losers coming out of this break just because of of what they lose?
1: So I think the problem for Arsenal that we all kind of saw before the season or even as the season started was this starting eleven or what whatever you want to say twelve thirteen this this bunch of players that they are typically throwing in their starting lineup it's a bit shallow after that where when you look at like a city they run basically too deep at every position at least and you're pretty like if holland god forbid knock on wood was to go down with like an acl or something julian alvarez scored the most goals of any striker Mm -hmm. besides killian mbappe at this last tournament (laughs) so like it's um when you look at arsenal they are a little more fragile depth wise which was always a concern and when you lose a guy like jesus that's worrisome. Like, there's a guy like Balogun behind him who, you know, U.S. fans were all, like, hoping somehow he switches allegiances to the U.S. because we'd love a nine like that. But you do worry a bit more what's going on now. Like, that's that's kind of yeah, your concern going forward with that.
0: To me, it's like, okay, can Martinelli play up top? Uh, Eddie Nketiah is, like, the other one I think of yeah. as, as being kind of a pest and can do that job, right? Like... Um, and by that job, I mean like of being a pressing player, can you throw Emil Smith Rowe out on the left? And then you put Martinelli up front. Like, you know what I mean? Like
1: we haven't even bought him up yet. He's so good too.
0: No, no, no. But they just have so many good attacking options. Right? Yeah. But they had literally all those guys last year and Jesus was lit- like literally the missing piece. I know I've just said mm-hmm. literally five times in the last two minutes, but, um, I think they're probably the team that has a big move in them. If they want to keep this uh, momentum going,
1: yeah, I think if they can find something that makes sense for a nine to kind of at least be a really good guy behind Jesus in the position they're in, because they're in a really good spot. Like I, I don't not acknowledge that City are a behemoth and that they're going to be in there every year. Like I understand, I'm spoiled as a fan, but having five points on them, you really want to take advantage of this opportunity if you can.
0: That's what I was going to say. It's like You're like, I don't know if they want to break the bank. Arsenal, buddy, I do not want to give you any advice on what to do because I hope you have some sort of tragic fall from grace here as a Chelsea fan. As a neutral, however, you may never have another five-point advantage on Manchester City again, right? You need to go get Zhao Felix, somebody big name, break the bank. You've got all this money. You know, like they always talk about, they want to be a big spending team. Right. And they don't do that as much. Right. They have this great youth movement, but if there was ever a time to justify splashing the cash and making a big name move here, right. And figuring it out later with Gabriel Jesus, it's when you have this gift sitting in your arms of we overachieved city underachieved. We could, you know, if we just keep this pace, we're going to be the champions here
1: yeah uh, if you can be five points better than city which is I, I understand trust me it's not lost on me that that's tough but if you can be five points better than city the rest of the year if you can be what one point better than city the rest of the year. you you have a five point cushion i guess is what i'm trying to say i'm just yeah. terrible with words whatever if you can keep a five point cushion five point better pace you'll be champions of this league um and just before we get out on Arsenal and just do a little second on City, I do want to just acknowledge that um, we talked a lot about the attack. The back line's been really good, too. Saliba's been he, – he's got to be up for player this season, the way it's going. Uh, Gabriel's been good also. And
0: Thomas Partey doesn't get the love. but he's Thomas a really Partey? Good.
1: Yeah. Dude, you know who's not getting the love? And I, I know he's got some bonehead moments. And granted, Jaka's playing out of his mind right now. Out of his mind.
0: I've always liked Chaka. I've never thought he was
1: that bad either. I just he does some stupid stuff sometimes.
0: As as someone who currently has to, you know, decide what to do with Hakeem Ziek, anytime somebody's just got like a monster left foot and they can just hoof balls in the back of the net and break the net there, I'm always gonna have a soft spot for you. So he's been really good, just playing his role. Ben White as a right back, which no one thought he was going there to be a right back. Right, he was going to be there to. Put you know take Marquinhos's spot or you know Saliba wasn't really ready and this thing has come together at the perfect time for them if they can just keep Zinchenko healthy and find out what they're doing at the nine this is a team man and they even like
1: Ramsdale shot. between the sticks has been so good um
0: Matt Turner nipping at his heels just selfishly ready to yeah
1: selfishly I'd like to see Matt but Turner getting there not
0: Aaron Ramsdale didn't play in the World Cup at point. all not a minute. Ew. For a team that didn't make it any farther than the U.S. did, oh, uh, they, they made it a little, a little. It it. <laughs> not, but we drew, Ramsdale, him, so not thanks yeah, to Ramsdale. not thanks
1: to Ramsdale. Bang, and you Turner, can put that to the bank.
0: The few the, Matt Turner, the only real guy I'm rooting for on Arsenal. But That's uh, a great let's point. let's let's get to your beloved boys here. Let's get to the Holland KDB, uh, even Mares, man. That that goal Mares had today, what a touch Westing, today. Um, Let's,
1: uh, I'll keep it non here. Let's just, let's go through City pretty quick because I think we, they, they've won so many leagues. We know what City are at this point. They're just, they're what City's been plus uh Norwegian meat stick at the end of it now that just scores every time he touches the ball, basically. But um, City, they look really good. They, they've got these weird games this year. As somebody who's watching them very critically, they just have these weird games where things don't seem to be connecting. But even... They've had a lot more of those games, I think, than people realize. Yeah. And it's just it's just when a lot of the time it's Holland scores one of these chances where somebody just puts a weird cross in and it's he's on the end of it. Like even his goal kind of today was sort of like that. Yeah. Um but I don't know. There there is this weird thing that I notice as a city's man, and I, I wonder if I'm just a crazy person and that other people that are fans of other clubs are can just I, can like, I guess it whatever. can I guess
0: it? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Are they bad at the back? Like are they um, are they just objectively like not very well organized defensively? Like that is, I mean that is you not, can not the thing. It for Anyone in the league, yeah. But I don't know, man. That
1: is, that is so, no, so no. Listen, that is not the thing. That is okay. just a prevailing. Reality of being a Manchester City fan is that you're always worried about what's going on at the back. That said, I think a
0: stank. You just can't quite. Uh, you can't
1: get rid of it. Akanji's been really good. I've really loved the Akanji signing, especially for like twenty million. Like he's been so so good. He's looked so steady back there. What worries me more is a lot of the other guys. Like actually, John Stones has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Laporte yeah, yeah. and Diaz yeah, like
0: doesn't have any I, good.
1: It's weird. We talked about it in the world cup when Diaz was getting, you know, basically dumped on for that goal by Morocco. Uh, He's just, since he won player, he had player of the year that first year he was at city. And then it's just been not bad, but just not to that level. And then this year it's, I guess I, I mentioned it at that point when Morocco scored that goal, he's kind of fallen back in the pecking order a little bit, even at city. So I wasn't crazy surprised. Um, the back's definitely shaky at times. What I am more worried about at times is the attack can be so, so good. Like when it's firing, when everybody's on the same page, it's great. There's been a not not a lot, that's unfair to say, but there's been maybe like a fourth of the games this year. They just come out and maybe it's teams setting up defensively and stuff. That's obviously mm-hmm. a thing that we're always contending with is you know, yeah, other other teams are behemoth. good too, but there's just days it doesn't
0: click yeah well and it's just like for as fun as you guys are to watch on offense and you have i think outside of mbappe like the two best individual players right now like in an attack with kdb and uh in holland right like there are days it doesn't work and it's a weird like what's going on with bernardo silva's not playing and then gunda like you have too many pieces, right? You actually need to get a couple pieces out of there or just not have anybody get injured, I think, in that weird uh, – I don't know. You got a lot of pieces. It's a lot of mouths to keep fat, and Pep's super good at that, but I don't know, man. Not.
1: Yeah, and I, I totally understand that. I, I think – and honestly, I don't have a ton more on City. At the end of the day, I would probably – not even biased, rank them as favorites with what Arsenal's kind of going through right now to win this. Uh, Arsenal mm-hmm. can sway that in my opinion, if they go out and get like a Jal Felix or something like you suggested, but just uh, the difference kind of is, is city's kind of always had this in them. Um, usually it crops up in the champions league and I really hate it that they just have these weird games where they're just not on the same page. Um, the difference this year would be that, like I said, well, there's been multi-
0: by a better team. In the Champions League, sometimes that just happens.
1: Ouch, my ego. Um, hey, man. <laughs> I need
0: something. I need something here. I have to but see what the fucking losers here.
1: But um, in all seriousness, I do generally feel like even when those games don't happen, it's been better this year in that when they're off, there's just this goal scoring machine at the top of the attack that's. Uh, look, and I don't know if that's a matter of they haven't, which is crazy to say because he has so many goals. Have they not totally understood how to play around having a striker all the time? Because we played with a false nine for the last few years. I don't know. But when you got somebody as prolific as Holland, and even like I said, if he was to get hurt, you have Alvarez who was just one of the better players at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It, yep. It's I, I feel generally pretty good about what's going on at City, and I would probably back them to go on and win this thing um, pending what Arsenal do about the Gabby Jesus thing.
0: When even then it's like, it's got to even if they go make a big move for J for to replace Jesus, which I think they should do. Right. It's gotta be the right fit. I don't know if that is Zhao Felix, but somebody in that mold feels similar to Jesus. Right. But it's like, it's really about work rate and that kind of thing in that Arsenal press. But let's get off the top three. Let's kind of get to, the rest here. I will let you explain. I, as a, so this is a pun for a song I have never heard before, but once you yeah, go ahead, and, and...
1: Andrew, as a confirmed doesn't like Christmas guy, I guess so. He's never heard yeah. this song before uh, by American Idol legend Kelly Clarkson. Underneath the tree, we went underneath the top three, and we've kind of just thrown a whole group of teams in here. We have got, I believe, mm-hmm. five of them: um, Tottenham. In this order is how they are on the table fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Tottenham, United, Liverpool, Brighton. Brighton. And then, um, this, well, mm, I'm, I'm, no well, I'm right. reading it here. It says Brighton and it says other Brighton. That's what my notes say.
0: No, it actually, yeah, it says, it says actually other Brighton and then Brighton. Um, cause we're just taking all their people, but, um, no, I, I think start with Tottenham, I think here. Um, a really pretty good first half for Conte's team here Um, for a first half where I didn't feel like Harry Kane was playing that well. Right. I didn't feel like I never felt like they were the best team in the league. Right. To be sitting fourth one point behind Newcastle and like three points behind city. Like that's a crazy win for Conte in this first half, man. I think,
1: yeah when you look at the raw number and this is something i had to literally remind myself of today because i looked at the table when i was making our rundown and i was just thinking huh tottenham are this high on the table still aren't they because everything was so kind of negative which maybe you're better to speak to this because you've lived the antonio conte experience before just they've been so criticized for their style of play they had weird results in the champions league they almost didn't make it out of their group and that was a Kind of soft, terrible group, a yeah. very soft group, and they just they found these results. They've had really bad results, but they've had like good results. They've drawn mm-hmm. against like really good teams. They found wins against good teams, but they've lost to like really bad teams. I, Tottenham's got to so, be the weirdest team of the bunch in the league to me this year. the
0: the full The full Conte experience is just like God. I hope this we can hold on to this one nil with our wing backs flying up and down. You know, like that that's the full like Conte experience here is look how defensive we are. I'm glad we scored in the 30 second minute. Now we gotta hold on to this thing for 70 minutes here. But like Yeah, this Tottenham team has just been just been kind of weird, man. They've just been uh, the thing that always kills me about I let me switch gears here. The thing that always kills me about Tottenham is I think objectively when they're all healthy, they might have the best front three in football, right? I mean, with Kane and Son, and then Kulizevsky's playing really well. You can put Lucas Mora over there, right? Um, and I think I'm even forgetting somebody, but um, yeah, Richarlison, really guy, you know, when you have that front three to not play in a more attacking way, right? Seems like illogical. But then you watch the game, and it's like, oh, yeah, they had Sun pass it to Kane. Kane hits a beautiful, like, 70-yard bomb to, to Sonny making a great run, and Richarlison's there to try to finish it off. Like, it does make sense in that way. It's not always the most appealing football, but, like, for a team sitting fourth for, at least in my mind, their most memorable, like, thing that happened this year is when Kante uh, and Tuchel almost fought each other <laughs> and Tuchel's no longer employed by Chelsea and that was literally like three months ago it feels like is is insane man and yeah just kind of it, this is a weird group here because I, on the whole they're both overachieving and underachieving I think is like kind of the unifying thing here for for this underneath those top three uh group here. Any other thoughts on uh Tottenham before we kind of move on here? Um my
1: only thing on Tottenham is just I I don't uh, uh, look, if you're a Tottenham fan, I don't mean to like not have anything on you guys. I'm just I, I don't understand. I, I don't and understand. Do you
0: have anything on you guys? Because I'd love for there to be something to talk about. I just said you I, had the best attacking three in football and we're like, I don't know, man, Eric Dyer is going to be more important than Richarlison. What's going on? I don't understand. Well, here's
1: like one thing I have on them that I think that is a nice thing to Tottenham fans because I see a lot of criticism about their midfield I think their midfield's quite good with like Betancourt. I think Betancourt and Heuberg are both very good very underrated players. I think they don't have a eh, like a like a really good 10. Like they don't have a really they they don't look, look there's one Kevin De Bruyne but they don't have like a Kevin a KDB playmaker type of guy. They don't they don't have that I think. I'm not I'm not saying it has to be a Kevin De Bruyne level. They don't have like like a Christian Eriksen, if they would if they would have gotten Christian Erickson back, I think that'd have been huge for them. Um, I think they'd be maybe a little more attacking, but like at the same time, the way they are kind of playing, like Kane
0: has—that's Kane's job. That's what we still, wondering. yeah, we we he's still the best call,
1: yeah, right. We still call Harry Kane a quote unquote striker, but he's more become like a false nine, number ten. Closer to a 10 of, like, he gets a lot of goals. Yeah, absolutely. He's still a great finisher, but he's, like you said, just playing 40-yard passes, like dropping to the midfield, playing great through balls to Son or Kulishevsky or Richardson on the wings. And maybe, I, I, I don't know. I, I think their midfield's quite good. The back line worries me at times. Um, I don't know. Tottenham just... St- uh, they, they, they're they, they're one of the most perplexing teams in the league to me because i look at it and i'm like this is good I mean, you but want me also to think bad emerson
0: royale's good like do you want me to think that because i can't get there and you guys like it's it's things like that it's like you have Loris, right you have this great player and then you have like emerson royale and it's like his best day is like pretty good right and his worst day is like he ruins the whole game from right wing back which is not gonna fly in conte's system because i can tell you now like If you want to have Antonio Conte lose his mind, have a wing back, like, not play well.
1: 100%. Um, Kind of moving on to another perplexing team, just in that I looked at the table and I'm like, holy fuck, they are that high?
0: United, man. Uh, Ding, dong, the witch is dead. But what's going on with Jadon Sancho? He just doesn't play soccer for them anymore? He just doesn't play anymore, apparently. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this team is... This team's insane. Ten Hag, I don't know what you're doing, man. I mean, I know you're dealing with, like, kind of the getting Ronaldo out of there and everything else. But, like, that didn't – I expected it to be a much more, like, kind of a pro-united, like, stance from the media after all this, right? And they're still, like, just, like – I don't know. Yeah, I I think they're
1: almost as perplexing as Tottenham to me because they – their points total is just, it blows my mind, right? Because when I think back to them, obviously I'm a City fan. And so if you're a United fan listening to this, you're probably like, oh, you're a hooking asshole. Of course, you just think about this. The two results that stand out to me from United this season are, I know they beat Liverpool and that's a great result. But the two things that stand out to me are City beating the absolute fuck out of them in the Derby and Brentford beating the absolute fuck out of them. Brentford! Brentford, I know City, I know Setford, City just lost to Brentford before the break, so you know, come at me, but like City lost uh, like barely on like a, a late winner, like Brentford handedly beat them. And it sticks in your mind and I think it's because they were just so such terrifying results that for a casual that's not paying attention to them week in and week out, those are the things that stick out, and you're not realizing that they've been picking up points against like a lot of the teams that they're supposed to pick up points against. After a terrible start, they've kind of really stabilized the, sh- the ship. And then Ten Hag's done a pretty solid job. I think he's navigated the Ronaldo thing very well. I think he's come out yeah. mostly on top in that. I think that he's navigated some other, you know, really what what would you say troubling waters with this team because they're they're always such a they're they're Probably the biggest club in the world, if not the biggest. They're one of the three biggest teams in the world, and he's everything he does is gonna cause huge storylines. I think he's done a really good job at that. They've gotten better at times, but overall I think if you you know, like I'm saying as a casual, I look and I see them at fifth in the table and I'm like, holy shit, maybe he's doing better than I thought.
0: Yeah. Um I, I think you have to call this first half, you know, a huge success for them right they brought in their manager who they wanted going against Ronaldo you can't argue with fifth in the table right cuz they don't have the most talent they have a lot they have a lot of very good players but fifth in the table is about right for their talent level right and they got Ronaldo to leave right they didn't even have to like try that hard they got him to leave eventually which he was absolutely causing ten hag and the whole team so many problems like that's their biggest win is going to be like a win by subtraction because now they don't have to deal with all this Ronaldo drama. And like, do I think their midfield is okay? Like, like going to be like a good enough to compete at the top of this? Like, I don't know. Casemiro is going to have to kind of find that real Madrid level. Erickson's going to have to turn the clock back a little bit and keep Fred on the bench. But um, like, I don't know. There's still, there's, you're right in that there's still just some weirdness going on here, right? Like they they do the big money move for Anthony, who I think has been really good for them, right? He has an attitude, he plays super well, really good at like spinning, really super good at spinning. You know, I'd like to see him and Richarlison have some sort of skill based competition for time wasting and being an asshole. <laughs> I'd pay to watch I mean. that. I'd pay per view. I'd, I'd pay to watch it, but it would be such a hate watch thing. I'd be like, I hope they both turn an ankle. Um, But like that aside, like, I don't know how much you paid attention to it, but like this Jaden Sancho thing where he's just not practicing with the team is like insane to me. Like, this was their big money move last year to fix all the problems, which kind of goes, it's like the opposite of what Newcastle's doing, right? They're building a solid foundation so that when you sprinkle on these really expensive players, it's really good. United has for years been doing this big money move to fix everything, and it hasn't.
1: Yeah, precisely. I think that's the issue is that I think they under 10 hog, at least it's looked to me that they've kind of become a little more competent and that they're just not throwing money at the biggest player. They're like linked to, um, and look, they still might come back in for him, but like, remember Gakpo in the summer, it was like his transfer value, which it might've organically done it anyway, was doubling just because he was linked to United before the season. And I mean, I mean he obviously went and had a great World Cup. Right. Um, but like, this is a guy that, um, I don't know if you saw Jesse, Jesse Marcia's interview, like he said that they were, he was very close to signing with Leeds. And if Leeds could afford this guy and mm-hmm. basically United came in and were like going to, potentially pay like twice as much. I'm probably missing the facts here, but I'm saying basically in a nutshell that this was a guy on Leeds' radar and United would have had to pay substantially more for him and United kind of showed restraint in being like, "Mm, I don't think this is for us now. Did that maybe not work out? Will they maybe have to pay double anyway or triple now because he had such a great World Cup? I don't know. But I think if nothing else, you have to like it if you're a United supporter and that this team is not just throwing blind money at people like they have in the past of like Pogba, um, Sancho, obviously, Fred, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah. So But uh,
0: the the thing for me here is like if they can get that back line figured out, right, um, I think – Maguire and Varane both had very good World Cups, generally, right? Varane maybe a little bit less, but like that's what Maguire's good at. You've got Lindelof, and you've got uh, Lissandro Martinez, who didn't play much for uh, Argentina, unless I'm wrong on that. Um, But he didn't feature for them nearly as much as you kind of expected to with being a big-time player for, uh, um, for United, right? Kind of this big Ten Hogs guy, big move. Um, I think the most important thing for Man United as we go into this, right, and then I think we're about ready to move along, is keep Marcus Rashford going, right? I've said this before, like, I think Marcus Rashford might be the most talented under 22 or however old he is player in the world. Right. You want somebody who's strong? He's strong. He's big and tall. You want somebody who's fast enough to play a winger, can shoot with either foot and can absolutely bend in free kicks, right? <laughs> Which we saw him do in the World Cup. And he had a banger the other day when they were back in the Carabao Cup, right? Like feed the beast that is Marcus Rashford if United want like build this team around Rashford.
1: Yeah, I I'd agree. They they definitely want to get him and they have started to get him back kind of in form and to what we thought he was a couple of years ago. That would be huge for them. Um Overall, just to wrap it up, I think if you're United, you sit at fifth right now. If you can get, and I don't mean to be demeaning because I know this is probably not their expectation, supporters of United that is, um, they would probably like to get into the top four. If you finish top six this year and you show signs of improvement like they have, I think that's a good season for them in the end. Do you agree with
0: that? Yeah, if if they can kind of keep this pace and not lose ground, right? Um, I think they're kind of an easy pick to look at and say like, they could take, they could overtake Tottenham. I think they can hold off Liverpool, right? Like I wouldn't be shocked if they like overtook Newcastle, right? If Newcastle stumbles a little bit coming back and United's going with these guys who just, you know, like Marcus Rashford has a couple really good weeks and all of a sudden we're, you know, looking at it that way, but um, to kind of bring it back to another team, that's not necessary.
1: I, I think that you kind of transitioned that perfectly. Um, that, you bring up Liverpool and we kind of talked about United. If they finish top six, that's probably a good year for them. It's it's not for Liverpool. It's not right. because this is a team that's supposed to be in the top four at the very least, I believe would be their like yeah. their expectations. And, um and, they should have been in that top, top exactly. three that we talked about. It should have been, yeah. It should have been them in there
0: instead of Newcastle. If um you're a Liverpool supporter, I think you absolutely believe that. Well, and, like, they sit on, like, we talk, we've talked about the table. We've grouped all these teams together, and I think we've done it in a good way. But, like, Liverpool is four points behind Manchester United, which there's a lot of soccer left to play. Liverpool is ten points behind Manchester City, and they're not winning the league, right? If you told me Liverpool was going to be ten points beside Manchester City at the start of this year, I'd be super upset with Spencer because that means, like, City hadn't lost a game. <laughs> Right. I'd be like, yeah, I'm actually not starting this podcast with Spencer because he's been insufferable this year as like City haven't re- like haven't let a goal in or something insane. Right. For Liverpool to be sitting here with 22 points from 14 games when they make this, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but this big money move for that they don't usually do for Darwin Nunez to fix the striker problem and to be whatever the opposite of reward is punished for punished for it by teams this year, has been super, I mean, kind of fun to watch, to be honest, because I enjoy Liverpool pain. But um, surprising, surprising to say the least.
1: Absolutely surprising. Like you just alluded to, they're 15 points off the lead. 15. And this is a team that took City down to the absolute wire. I look the Aston Villa game up there, kind of right under the 93-20 Aguero game for me, of last yes. year. Way, way um, under,
0: though. Way under. Yes. <laughs> from a neutral perspective, super far away from that. Very important.
1: hundred percent. But I only mean to say that, for me, I, like, I believe I texted you during the game and was like, Liverpool are going to win the league. Like th- th- This is how close the margins are, is all I mean to say. Yeah. And, and they went to a Champions League final last year. And Liverpool have done this weird thing, and I kind of said to you at the beginning of the season that they're kind of in every other year team where they're really, really they're, in it.
0: The San Francisco Giants. My God.
1: <laughs> the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. But um, I would not expect them to be this far off it. They're usually at least in and around it. I feel like, and this has been really surprising and it's not even when they're good, they're still really good. Like the game they had against city where they beat city They're, they're, they're still really good at times. Um They just sometimes don't against teams they should be beating they just seem not to have it and if they can get that ironed out i mean I, I think at the end of the day they're they're gonna finish top six they're gonna figure this out enough for that but they're eh, just they need they need a little more consistency
0: it's really hard to bet against the infrastructure they have right of klopp and sala and that midfield you know like they just showed like we joke about jordan henderson right but he was just a super important player for england at the world cup right right it's very hard for like to look at their floor of how they could do and think they're not going to do well i think they need to do the opposite of what we've been saying for like newcastle's done such a good job building this floor they liverpool has the floor in place they need to go get some sort of difference maker in that midfield right they need to go get, and I mean, it's really hard to go get that guy in January. I think there's going to be more of a market for it this year with the World Cup, right? There's a natural ending point to these guys with their teams, right? They haven't played, you know, most of these guys in the World Cup haven't played with their team for a month and a half. You're at a natural ending point where you can go somewhere else, which is what the summer provides. Liverpool needs to go make a big move here and kind of cement themselves at near the top of this again.
1: Well, and that guy is Bellingham, obviously, is the guy that's been linked <laughs> to them very heavily. And if they but can go out and Fernando's get that. True. Yeah, Enzo yeah, kind of is a backup. But Bellingham's been the guy that's really been linked to them of if they can go really assert their might. Now, the thing is that if this gets, they are for sale, so we'll see what happens. But if this gets to a you know certain stratosphere of price, They've shown in the past that they're not willing to go there. They kind of did it on Darwin Nunez, like you said, but I don't think there were many teams willing to pay a hundred million for yeah, Darwin Nunez. It, it or kind whatever.
0: of came out that they were almost bidding against themselves yeah. for Nunez, right? And you'll never know how much. That I think there
1: was. are. I, I think there are teams that will. There's several teams that will pay close to two hundred million for Jude Bellingham. Yeah. So well, if they get into a A battle. I I don't know if they come out on top on that. Like an Enzo would be great or something. But I'm with you. I think they need somebody in that midfield because like a Thiago is really good when he's there. He's just he's not fit enough.
0: Well, and he's past it, right? Like they need life in that midfield, right? What made that midfield so good, right? When they were really are is like they were an all action midfield, right? Like Naby Keita, not a great player, right? Especially for Liverpool, like the, the guy was really under underperformed i think but like i hate to say this but like liverpool needs tyler adams in there they need like a weston mckinney guy who's just gonna go in and just to pick two guys from you know the u.s team but like two guys who are really going to go in there and make a difference make something happen right like kind of an all-action midfield because they run that press and it's like is sala a little bit too old for that press is he like I don't know. It's it's looked that way. And I never thought I would be saying that this year after they were, you know, a couple points off the title last year. But, like, Liverpool needs to do something, right? And I think they're going to be priced out of Bellingham. And I don't think they can wait till the summer to do something. I think they have to do something, like, in a couple weeks here. or We're going to be – I don't know that they're going to go any higher on the table.
1: I think I'd back them to – uh, at the end of the day, I think they're somehow going to find their way to top four. I really do honestly. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I'm with you. They need some big signing, something to kind of just breathe life into that team. That, that squad's obviously been, they've got a v- amazing core. One of the best cores in world football. They just need something to kind of breathe life into it.
0: Um, and they've got one of the best coaches. Yeah. I think they're run very well, right? Like, you like to talk about the wage structure. I think they got that thing rolling right now. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, Louis. And then, like, they lost Sadio Mane. Yeah. Right? Which, like, I think he's been their best player for the last couple of years. But, like, you know, that doesn't get talked about now. Right? Yeah. It's just and, like, yeah, oh, what's going on with Liverpool? It's like, well, they lost their best player. Their best player chose to leave. At
1: least one of their best, like, one of their best players. And that, that attack of... Sala and Mane was so critical at times for them of uh, they could go down either wing and they could be equally as effective in mm-hmm. my opinion. So I, I think they top figure top. it out, I think they get the top four, um, but we're, we're already running long cause we're just terrible at this, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's get to these last two teams. Let's get to Chelsea and Chelsea junior here, uh, Brighton yeah. and Brighton junior, whatever you want to call them. Um, just let's start uh, with Brighton.
0: Brighton's earned it. Um, they definitely I mean, have they're, they're Both teams are at 21 points. They get the tiebreaker on goal differential. Um, I can't say enough about how well Brighton have like recruited and scouted and Graham Potter had this team playing and I can't take anything away from, uh, what is it? The Zerbi? Is that how you say his last? Yeah. The, the zebra. Like, I just call him the man, zebra. Man, I know you do. Um, like, they're just playing really well. They're getting a lot out of guys who are overlooked and not being brought up by bigger teams like Trossard. And you know me. I love some Sassé, though. Like, I whew, I think he's super good. But, like,
1: Stupinion
0: out there. Look at me.
1: Look at me. Remember our preview? I couldn't even pronounce his name. I'm just well-versed. He's I heard it so growing. much at the World he's
0: Cup. Grown. The growth here is incredible. Um, but what about, like, McAllister? The, McAllister is World Cup hero now, right? Like World Cup hero. Like, seriously, like... That's who Liverpool should just be like, here's 35 million for, right? Like yeah. they need someone to like do that and put life into this thing and make new competition there. Brighton. Did we even say Pascal gross? Pascal gross. Like, uh, who's their starting strikers? What's killing me. I keep tripping over his name. Um, same guy. He's always been there or he's always been around like the top teams, but can't quite get it done. Mappe oh. No, he, no, he went to Everton. Oh. He went to Everton. Um, Frantically scrolling. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh my god, this is terrible podcast. Danny welbeck is playing to really them. Danny <laughs> Wellbeck. Like, they're just making smart moves. And it's working out. They're pushing all the right buttons. They have a great pressing team, right? They can do you in different styles. They um I think they absolutely are one of the best teams to like just mess up a game for the opponent, right? Like, oh, Liverpool, they're playing Liverpool today. Liverpool wants to press and do this. Nah, Brighton's going to mess that up. Oh, they're playing against Manchester City, who wants possession in the ball? They're going to mess that up too, man. It's They're super impressive group.
1: 100%, and we're not going to give them as many roses as we should just because we have to kind of time move along this. Um, they're They've been so good. Do I back them to get into the top six no i don't and that's more a matter of the guy we're going to talk about a lot i'm sure in a second grand potter has done a lot to Phillip? get that oh, team okay. grand potter's done a lot to get that te- that brighton team to where they are uh, look does might be a great manager we just what what do we get three or four games before the break basically yeah, like I, they the,
0: super good
1: they played they, but i think they had a bad result in their truth so like the jury's out um If he can continue to do what Potter did and the infrastructure that Chelsea did not steal from there is strong enough, maybe they stay in and about it. I I think they're going to be, they're not going to fall off. I don't think they're going to fall off and like, you know, finish 14th or something. I think they're going to be in the top 10 probably, but the jury's really out on Brighton. I think it almost makes them hard to talk about that. We just, these players have been good, but we don't know what the manager is yet.
0: Yeah. and, And it's easy. to to forgive uh, the zebra here as like a new manager bump, right? But that's really what it is, right? Usually it's because they fired somebody, not because a manager got bought away from them by a bigger club, right? That doesn't happen as much in soccer, but especially during the season, actually. But like, you know, they they literally did get like a manager bump there, right? A new manager bump. And um, I think it's just kind of the ultimate like compliment to be like, You know, Todd Bowley for Chelsea comes in, he's got all this money, and what does he want to do? He wants to do what Brighton is doing, to the point that we are going to pick up your left back, we're going to pick up (laughs) your coach, we're going to pick up half your backroom staff, right? And we're going to target all these guys you're going for. Um, So I think that kind of gets us into Chelsea here, who are tied with, no, you got one more thing on Brighton?
1: No, I just, I was trying to move it along to Chelsea and you were just doing it beautifully. So,
0: oh, yes. um, I am I'm just curious. Question. Let me, let me ask
1: you, let me ask you, cause okay. I want, I'm going to tee you up for this. Cause you're the Chelsea guy. Right. So I think this is the best way to do this of like, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> um, they've stole, stolen. Sorry. Is that, is that harsh? They've taken a lot of no, Brighton parts and
0: paid for it's they not have paid for it. when you go to Walmart and you give them the money owed. Right. For a particular goods and service.
1: I am sorry. So Thank so Todd you. Todd has definitely gone to Walmart and bought the Graham Potter brand, the flat Brighton screen Starter TV, of- the, Bright- the Brighton. <laughs> oh,
0: can I have some, can I have, can I have uh, can I get one Brighton? And actually, you know what? Go ahead and throw in the Hove Albion. Let me get that too. Just throw that. At in least that. the
1: Hove. The Albion might still be on the South no, Coast, gotta, but at least yeah, the yeah, Hove.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um. Go
0: ahead, ask.
1: Sorry. I, um. Look, Chelsea's had this... uh, Obviously, you've gone through a manager in Tuchel. He's gone. We don't have to spend any real time on that. But it's been a turbulent start to the season. Um, Look, I know you and I know most Chelsea fans are expecting top four most years. You're only one point off top six. Like You're only one point back of Liverpool at this point. Is top six, with all the change that's been there, is that good enough? Is that... Like, if you finish... Fifth this year and you're at least kind of in the conversation for top four. Is that good enough or is it top four or bust still like Chelsea's been for the last I don't know, fifteen years?
0: So it it literally cannot be top four or bust. Um and I and I say that only because not because I don't think they can do it. There's enough talent on this team when healthy, right, to compete with anybody in the league, right? I still think Reese James is the best right back in the league. He's been injured for a while now, right? He should be coming back. They've had, Fofana's been injured. They've had no luck with strikers, right? They've had all this other stuff. And Bully's trying to clear all that up. And that's really important. But Chelsea doesn't know how to, (laughs) Chelsea, for lack of a better term, seriously has no chill when it comes to soccer, right? The second there's a loss, we got to get rid of everybody. Everybody on the team's gone. All the managers are bad. And Todd doesn't want to be there anymore. Like he can't do that all the time, right? He's investing in all these young guys. Um, I still think they've got a couple big name moves in them, right? Um, and then they really need some addition by subtraction is the other thing. They need kind of squad clarity, I think is the thing, right? Like just looking at just one position, like winger, right? They've got Sterling, Mount plays out there, Ziyech plays out there, Pulisic plays out there, Callum Hudson-Odoi's on loan and I'm forgetting people, right? Of course they never are going to have a cohesive attack. There's too many guys, right? They need to kind of clear some of the squad out, bring in some younger guys, and they've really been bringing in the younger guys. They brought in a bunch of them that aren't even, you know, like they they're bringing in guys who aren't even on FIFA yet. Like that's the level of like, you know, recruiting and stuff like that that Chelsea's going to like um I think the hardest part for Chelsea fans is that Arsenal is on their way up. Newcastle's the new money. You've still got Tottenham and Manchester United, right? Liverpool. All their big rivals traditionally are above them right now, right? If a couple games go differently, maybe they're sitting in sixth then Liverpool's sitting in eighth, and everybody feels a lot better about it. But the problem is Chelsea fans are going to break their neck this year looking up. And top six has got to be – anything less than top six isn't good, right? But if you really break – know they're bringing in nkunku in the summer like they're almost kind of looking not looking ahead to the summer but todd bowley's bringing in like a level of like baseball patience right (laughs) where they are willing to have somebody down in the farm system for a couple of years into a sport that has literally no chill and the all-time cutthroat team in chelsea so i don't know how that's gonna work i'm trying to be understanding about it now the second game start up again, I will want them to win and do well like anybody else here. But
1: So I have like one thing, though, It's just like was weird to me. And we didn't have the podcast at this point, so we couldn't talk about it. I mean, me and you talked about it, but I just want to put it out there. And that's like, I agree. Todd at times seemed so patient, but then it felt like he gave Tuchel, Tuchel all this stuff. And then he was like, the next week, he's like, well, you had two bad results. See you later. So... I, I I don't know. It's just, it's more of a weird thing. Like, I don't know what Todd Bowley is yet.
0: No, I, I, I keep. So, I mean, this is a more of a thing in American sports, but like, there's no worse kiss of death than like an owner publicly stating the coach has my full support. We really believe in him. He's always fired two weeks later. Right. And Todd was always going to come in and spend the money and really show people he's here to be, you know kind of a contributor and keep chelsea at that level and that's what chelsea's always been right under abramovich was this big throw your money around make big plays for big people and it's been incredibly successful for them right i think todd bowley is someone who looks at how like the dodgers are set up right and goes this would work perfectly in football because the dodgers still have one of the best farm teams every year right? They always draft well. They always keep that. I think they're style. literally
1: like number one somehow. I know. Every year. I don't even have to check in.
0: I am absolutely not here. Like, you know, I know the Cubs are bad. So that's why, that's why I don't have to check Looking better. Like, Lay man, we bringing uh Dansby Swanson and my, my girl, Mal Pugh. Ooh, love her. But, uh, coming to Chicago, but we got, um, but like the Dodgers spend a lot of money every year on free agents, right? and they bring in people to play roles and do their thing. If Todd can get it so that the farm team is so good that then you're only buying for supplemental reasons, right? That's when Chelsea's at their best, right? I think that's, that's the version I want to have. The problem is that takes two years. Chelsea fans do not have the patience for more than like three games of non elite soccer. They have a real hard time.
1: Yeah. I, I think you've rounded up Chelsea really well there. I- is is a outsider not a supporter of Chelsea. I think I I very strongly uh, very highly rate Grand Potter. I think he's a very good manager. I think he's going to figure it out there. I think you guys have made some very good young signings. I I think the momentum's all there. There's a good squad there like like even a guy like Kovacic, we talked about him at the World Cup, but I've oh. always thought he's so good. Love him. Love him. Even before I had you cramming Kovacic's propaganda into my head, I thought he was quite good. Um, I think there's really good pieces on this team. The attack's always been kind of weird to figure out. There's enough pieces there, though, that if Graham Potter, he hasn't been there for that long, if he can kind of tinker with it, find something that works, and this team starts firing in more goals and doesn't have these weird, shaky games at the back like Stabilizes there. Um,
0: the midfield was such a strength for them for so long, and now Conte and Jorginho is an absolute liability, right? Like, well, and Conte's the not players? there a lot I, of the time, which I, is well, a huge that's what part I'm saying. And then Jorginho with Conte, incredible. Without Conte, slow, right? right. Still a good player, but the second he loses a step, like if Jorginho loses a step, he's running backwards, right? right? <laughs> There's no step there to lose. Um, but that but, that what. Todd's doing right now, and then we'll move right on. Is he's trying to build that like underlying support, right? Um, so that when Jorginho can't play or isn't up to snuff, there is a Conor, Gall- Conor Gallagher there, right? And that's what Chelsea's been missing for a while because they've got oh, who's a but who's a good striker? Who'd be a good heir apparent? Tammy Abraham sold him. Oh, we lost a center back. Who'd be a good guy to have there? Takayo Famori, sold him. Right, like the patience hasn't been there organizationally. And I think that's. I'm hoping that's what he'll bring.
1: Yeah, I think you bring up great points on Chelsea there, Andrew. And um, I think that kind of rounds out our underneath the three list. And let's let's move on kind of to our next tier. What we've established, or what I, should, I guess I should say, what the table is established. We have called our next group of teams kind of the mid table mush. Our Christmas pun for them is. All I want for Christmas is you to keep playing like this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Um, Our our teams here. That's Mariah. I know, but you're the only person who's ever heard that underneath those three songs. There's no
1: way. Please, please back me up on Twitter. guys. Fulham,
0: Brentford, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Leicester, Bournemouth, um, Fulham, Fulham-America absolutely rolling this year playing so good your son alexander mitrovich is he going to be okay to play is he going to be coming back here um especially to cement these american giants anthony Robinson and tim ream up front
1: i think um and honestly we're, we're not going to have a ton on a lot of these teams i'm sorry if you guys are supporters of this team, but I, I do feel like you kind of signed up Let's, for this. If you
0: you tell it? us you're a supporter of this team, I got 10 minutes on them next time.
1: Yeah, um, I I respect you guys a lot, but I feel like you kind of signed up for it. If you picked one of these teams to support for that, there's not a ton tell, of you tell media us coverage
0: we'll talk about your team. We'll talk. We'll yeah. talk about your team. you, you harass
1: me enough on Twitter, one, I'll do anything.
0: One tweet about Brentford's coverage on here, and I got you for about 14 minutes, buddy. So <laughs> but Fulham,
1: take- dude, I I do have a crush on Fulham because I love big meats. Love big meats. As we've just – that's just – I've gone full in on the big meat thing. Full in. um, (laughs) Carnivore diet on the big meat. I I think they might have a –
0: Absolutely not. Give me some of that Mitrovich.
1: That big meat. Uh, I think, honestly, it might be a blessing in disguise for them that this World Cup thing happened and um, he only played three games and he was obviously – his fitness was a weird thing for them. They kind of started –
0: what are the odds? Kirby only playing three games at the World Cup. A miracle. Fulham, rejoice. Come Shut on, the
1: man. fuck up.
0: <laughs> that a Fief guy from Qatar is going to be well, too. We should bring him in in January.
1: All right. Um, Fulham, <laughs> I think Mitrovic is going to come back healthier after basically three weeks off, and it's going to be good for you guys. Brentford, you're like basically Team Denmark, so you kind of had the same exact thing, so it might work out well for you guys. Anything uh, else on Brentford?
0: not really. I think they're, I think they've played well to be this
1: high. Is, is Ivan Tony going to play again? I actually don't know if he's suspended. This is terrible podcasting. I, I don't, if he doesn't play where are the goal is coming from, I don't think they're going to like get relegated, but like, where do the goals come from? Like can an like, is he going to score a bunch of goals now? Like he scores some goals, but like Tony's really, really good. If he's betting on sports and not allowed to play for the rest of the season, I I do worry about their I goal score.
0: Talk of this is see this is why not only do you guys need this podcast, we need this podcast to come back from here. Your boy was sitting there kind of thinking like, man. And you brought that up. My first thought was like, no one's brought up Ivan Tony in a minute, and that was a hot topic about where he's going to move in January. And uh, yeah, yeah. those talks have dried apparently. up for a reason. He's gonna hang out with Andre Onana, um, my our, our most recent bet on sports guy, right? Wasn't that him too? Uh, maybe I don't know, but uh, no, so I, I think, yeah, Brentford, your big thing, you're gonna, ha- you're gonna need a new identity. You guys have been the scrappy kids, and Ivan Tony finishing's been carrying you. I don't know that that's gonna happen, so now you guys are just scrappy kids. Glad you got some points early in the season though. Um, should be enough to keep keep your heads above water here, right? You never want to say any of that too early, but really a good start for the season for you. Crystal Palace down here fighting with Fulham, Brentford for the scraps. Is Wolf Zaha going to be on this team? I know it's just a fun <laughs> thing to always talk about, but like they should just give him like when an NFL player or an NBA player retires and like, hey, man, you own like 8% of this team now. Like <laughs> Is Wolf Zaha 100%. going for like a 30% ownership stake in Crystal Palace? Because even um, that feels like a punishment. I'm <laughs>
1: so sorry if you're a Crystal Palace fan, but for like, since just in, I've just liked- in
0: general, just in general. Since,
1: since I've liked the Premier League, like the last, I don't know, fucking like 10 years or whatever, I, I've never had anything on Crystal Palace besides, I know there's more there, but I've never had anything besides, Wolf Zaha is pretty good, and then- it's a good there was home
0: location for Chelsea kids and you teed have me time up
1: you teed me up so perfect because the only other thing I had was last year like wow Gallagher is really good and then he went back to Chelsea and he like barely plays for them I, I I'm sorry if you're a Crystal Palace fan. I think you guys aren't going to get relegated. You're not even going to be close to that. You're going to finish literally like tenth, like you do. Maybe, big, maybe we'll let you guys season.
0: somebody in January. You know, keep your heads up. We'll we'll swing a guy your way probably. I, I think yeah, yeah, I think Joachim
1: Anderson's kind of good. I think um, he's you guys,
0: good. I think Gay he's pretty good. I mean, you, you guys,
1: guys always guys. weirdly play good against Manchester City and almost upset us or do upset as us. Tell
0: the play, like you guys- but like. I'm so sorry, you guys. You guys are just like made for like a gutsy 2-1 defeat. And I can't (laughs) – you know, like from a Chelsea and a City fan, it's just like, God, do we have to play City this week? Or we have to play Crystal Palace this week? God. with the And I always like your logo with the eagle, and I like the – It is a good eagle. You guys are in London. I saw
1: that you guys have like little – because I – hey, Chris Richards, you know. We're American fans, so I saw that he was doing like a TikTok with the uh, like dancing cheerleaders. That was kind of cool. So cool on the cheerleaders, I guess. Like, way to bring American
0: sports and do it. Like, develop my boy Chris Richards. If Crystal Palace was a college basketball team, I would tell you guys to move to a new conference. You need a little (laughs) bit of something. You need to look a little bit special. Like, look, I know you've been in the MAC forever, but you need to go to uh, you need to go to the Horizon League and really show out, show your special, but. I'm sorry. I'm just absolutely asking to get walloped by them. The definition
1: teams. of mid table, I think Crystal Palace is, and they kind of always are. The
0: definition are, of why aren't they better? Because you look at their team and you go, oh, I, I think Eze is pretty good. I think Wolf Zaha he is pretty like okay. really good. We, like, we should I, bring up Eze, Eze, yeah. But, like, how many dudes like that have they had where you go, man, if Eze could kind of put it together here and be a really good player, I think he could be, you know, he could go play for one of the big teams. And then he doesn't. And <laughs> and is Eze the next Will uh-huh? <laughs> Oh, so You're like, Eze, yeah, he's like a good young player. And you're like, he's going to be 29 before it's like, oh, you're just in a weird vortex of non-relegation. We Okay, so much on Crystal Palace. Aston Villa. A way more than actually, I expected. An, a team actually worth talking about. A huge manager move, and they got the biggest jerk in the world playing goalie for them. Is this, like, I mean, in a good way, right? My like, favorite I, psychopath. I, I personally want my goalie to be an absolute danger to society, right? Just like that level of confidence.
1: Should I just like totally excommunicate myself from the city like fandom? I would think about a straight swap deal. I I think (laughs) about it. I think about it. I love this psychopath. I love him right now. I'm definitely way too much buying the hype, but he is good and he's psychotic. And I, uh, look, I, it's because it's I haven't seen Ederson in a month. He's a fucking psychopath, too, and I love that about him. I just need to see it again.
0: The, uh, like, you think back to famous, like, goalie moments, like, in that penalty, or in that game where Kepa refused to come out for Mauricio Osari, Emmy Martinez would have, like, pulled a bow and arrow from out of his back and shot Mauricio Sari for trying to pull him in front, <laughs> in front of the penalty kick. Like, he's that level of an insane person. Like, he's playing mind games, like, you know he he's that level of like i wonder like hey do your teammates like you or does no one on your team talk to you because you just can't turn off that level of like even in practice you're like getting in people's heads it's like leave me alone man
1: like dude this is just this is warm up we're just taking penalties for warm-up and he's just throwing punting the ball across the pitch but i like him
0: he's he's kicking like emmy Bandia in the shin he's just like nope i'm a psycho um do you think it's really interesting anything else with yeah yeah, yeah. to move on because I do think they're kind of interesting right but like they just brought in like a really big time coach yeah right like do you think they can kind of cement this like momentum like they have momentum coming back from everything
1: I think of this group of teams they are one of the better one of these teams for sure like on paper. Um they are impressive. I think they're quite impressive. Like Unai Emery, like you said, big manager. Um, they looked good going into the break.
0: I think John McGinn's uh, good. I think, I think they have like...
1: India, I like. Um, Danny Ings hasn't necessarily worked there, but the has been really good in the yeah. past.
0: Um, um ollie, ollie watkins like the um, whole team um, is just me talking like this and then making it like ashley things. young still at left back right, yeah, yeah. How, how good of a team can you be if you're just like i don't know what we're gonna do if ashley young's not playing it's gonna be 2023 it's time then, to like, get better than ashley young at a position no shot at like, ashley young because i think he's a great i think he's like a super good player right to keep being this relevant for this long, but you also have to be better than Ashley Young.
1: You have to, but, then, but yeah, I would agree. But then there's like Coutinho, who was—is he gonna know.
0: finish this? See, like I think he's probably trying to get out of here. Like that guy hates not playing, and he's not playing a whole bunch. So, you know, talk about a guy who should have been on that Brazil team, and played his way like off of it in the last four years when he didn't need to right? by age profile and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. um, to go from a team who's like tantalizing and exciting to a team that had all of that and has lost it basically in the last calendar year. Let's talk about Lester. They used to be so much fun.
1: So I think that of all the teams that are in this category, I, this is, probably the least fair because if i was a leicester supporter i'd be like i don't want them to play this way at all anymore like except for the last literal maybe two weeks of the season before the break because they were one of the worst teams i've ever seen in my life for about two and a half months and then they kind of started to iron it out but they were just terrible to start the year and so i would not want them to keep playing they were unless we're talking about literally the very very end of the season before the break because this team still has talent this team still this i I put them in villa there is the two best teams probably of this group on paper
0: i don't know what to do with lester it's like should we send like some sort of like medical or like like safety team to get like telemans and madison out of there because like i feel like them and like harvey barnes are just like going down with the ship right now it's like look we are going to keep this team afloat by hook or by crook. We're going to do it. And then, you know, it's a lot of like, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess it's Jamie Vardy up top still, I guess, even though he's a hundred. Like, but they, they've got a little more depth up top than they have. Like DACA has been
1: pretty okay, at least. Yeah. He's decent. But um, I don't know that
0: he's the, an- I, they have a lot of guys who are partial answers to a question. But like as good as Leicester's been at rebuilding, I guess this is what I should have said earlier. They haven't rebuilt this team, and they didn't get rid of their guys because that's the other thing they've always done well. Is like, great, you want James Madison? Manchester United better be paying us a hundred million, and James Madison is still there. Just yeah, Gory Tieleman's just looking at each other like, what do I? What do we have to do, man? It it feels kind of like free kicks. I can't do it. Yeah, it feels
1: like they kind of missed the boat on some of these. Say, like, I I still think if they sell a Tielemans, I know he's rumored maybe to leave in January. Um, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But like him, um, is you just referenced James Madison, um, they've kind of waited and held on to these guys. And the beginning of this season was just terrible, but I, I think there's a lot of good players there. Like those two, obviously I think DACA has kind of shown himself to be a heir apparent, potentially to Vardy. Castagna. I I've always thought Tim Castagna was really, really good at fullback. Uh, Voot phase. I love, I have an obsession with guys named Voot, but like, I think he's was not great early on, but he started to figure it out later the last few weeks, So Chu is a really weird one to me because, like, he was so good for them last year, and he's been really shaky this year. Um, the Casper, yeah the the Casper <laughs> Schmeichel sale before the year was all really weird and putting warden mm-hmm. net. Like, I, I don't think it's been his fault at all, but um, that was just like, a weird maybe maybe threw the team chemistry off type of thing. The whole, whole
0: team's weird. It's it kind of like we're going too long on a team that has not earned us talking about them this long. But Harvey Barnes, James Madison, and Yuri Tielemans are their best players, and not one of them should be there. They should all be gone and replaced with guys in two years that Chelsea wants to buy for 80 million. That is Lester's job and they did not do it. <laughs> right. Realistically, it, it is like and not just for Chelsea, right? I mean our personal farm team is trying to be bright, uh, is trying to be bright for Brighton, but um, but like you know that, like it's four guys like Man United, Spurs, Chelsea to go. Well, we need a midfield option. Here's 60 million dollars for Yori Telemans. And then they go buy five midfielders with that 60 million dollars and then the process repeats. Yeah. It has not yet.
1: But yeah, they've I, been I, they've I, been <laughs> slow. I, I I I think the way you worded it was quite harsh, but I would agree that in general there their path to success of late has been picking A couple guys, like it's been Vardy, obviously. Vardy and Schmeichel were like the two kind of mainstays in that team for so long. Mm -hmm. And the other guys, like obviously when they won the title, like N'Golo Kante.
0: um, Riyad
1: Mahrez. That's that's,
0: that's what I mean by their job. Danny
1: Drinkwater was like important to them when they won. I know obviously that sale did not work well for Chelsea, but like these are, I'm more saying they moved these guys on for big money and replenished. And they've kind of stalled on the, like they've they've been like, okay, T Lemons is key to us, but I kind of I'm agreeing with you in that they're like T lemons is key, but also Barnes is key, but also Vardy's like they've they've they're holding on to too many guys. They're not kind of re restocking the and, cupboards.
0: And and they have this reputation of being super difficult to negotiate, and they always get a great deal. Look at the Fofana one, right? That Chelsea's gonna be paying for, um, you know, out out the ass for the next couple of years here. But it almost to their detriment, a little bit here, but um, let's give Bournemouth some flowers, man. Look at them, look at their overachieving, like getting above Wolves, getting above Southampton, Everton, West Ham, all looking up to Bournemouth. Your five favorite things from Bournemouth this season, Spencer? Go ahead, five. You want five <laughs> of them? <laughs> that um, is a joke at just like Bournemouth, key for more fan club. Yeah, I, that's that's actually what I was teeing you up. Can, Can that, you that
1: be me? like three of them?
0: It is. And then the other two are how tall Peter Billings is and the fact that that dude is still like playing soccer, even though like not that he's too old or anything, but he's just one of those guys just like you were there for up and down in that championship, man, like good on you, like Bournemouth, but you know, jokes aside, playing really well, like doing the best of these teams that normally have to scrap.
1: Right. And this is a team that lost 9-0 to Liverpool and everybody sent them down and. In- I don't know, what was it, September or something? Everybody was like, Bournemouth, obviously, they're this year's Norwich. They're going down. See you later. Cast it aside completely. Um, I always think that, you know, I'm never one to shy away from saying I think the British media is so sensationalistic that they will just send people down after one bad result and the season's over, basically. Bournemouth, a trickier team like look they've gotten battered a few times when they have to open it up they are absolutely in every sense of the word they are fucked if they have to open a game up but if they can if they can frustrate you for uh, sixteen minutes and make you have to go yeah. root one kind of ugly football in the last 30 minutes. They're going to win that. There's a lot of tall guys in that team. They will head balls out of the box heroically. And sometimes they, they, they will they, catch you on the counter and they are
0: they play well for their, what they have, they're, right. They're they're, over- they're greater than the
1: sum of their parts. I would oh, yeah. agree with
0: that. Yeah. And, and that's not to kind of diminish them. I'm, I'm looking at their, you said that nine, no, and it reminded me like, I'm looking at their goal difference, right? They have the third. They have the third worst goal difference. I'm surprised um, it's third worst, it the worst. They're negative fourteen. Um, there are three teams at the bottom that are atrocious goal difference, but um, you know, like Leeds, not to transition to another tier without you introing it, but Leeds has a negative four goal difference, and they sit behind them in the table, and Bournemouth has negative fourteen. So, like those results do matter, but man, that was a tough start to the season.
1: Hundred um. percent. But that's – yeah, Bournemouth, um, if they keep playing the way they have been outside of that you know, 9-0 and City battered them, I know, and I'm sure there's been a couple other battered results in there. Mm-hmm. But if the points keep adding up the way they have, they'll be safe. And if they're safe, um, I, I think they're the team out of every team that came up last year. Almost everybody had them in their bottom three at the beginning of this year. So if they stay up, it's a great season.
0: Over to you Great start, man. Yeah. Let's talk leads. Let's talk a little Well, 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 hold on. Um, Don't you dare
1: move on without letting me get my Christmas pun in, buddy. It is the most wonderful time of the year for puns. And for our last group of six teams, these are our bottom six at this moment. And for them, Andrew, I, I can just say one thing. It's beginning to look a lot like championship football. For these sixteen, yeah,
0: man, Um, and that—that's your key, by the way, for future reference when we're picking song pun titles. More, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Less Kelly Clarkson and Mariah. Um, But jokes aside, Leeds is low. I feel like for what they kind of had their sights set on this year, right? They've battled a lot of injuries. Jesse Marsh has done a pretty good job of keeping that whole thing together there, but. I was really hoping to see them in that next group up, right? So to have them down in 15th with, you know, how many points here, but uh, disappointing, right? What we team, we obviously like and root for with all the Americans with our boy, Brendan, you know, tough to see down there.
1: They have kind of become the new full America. um, Just in that they have obviously Brendan they have Tyler Adams. They got Jesse Marsh managing them. We all obviously are rooting for them kind of as our second team if they're not your first team. Uh, fun to watch. Yeah. They are fun to watch. They are fun. Right. Of, of the bottom, maybe West Ham that we'll talk about, which is they they shouldn't be down here. They should. Well, they shouldn't be down here. They should be – Very solid mid-table. This is kind of a travesty. (laughs) They, They haven't been good. They haven't been good. I'll give you that. But like these that that I would say, like I in the past have enjoyed watching West Ham. Um, but Leeds would probably be up there for the most entertaining of these teams. They just they they leak goals sometimes. Like, what was that game against Bournemouth? We just talked about Bournemouth kind of being unable to find goals and stuff. They had to beat Bournemouth. Was it was it four three? That game, I think it was our first podcast we did, we talked about. It. We had to talk about yes, Bournemouth 4-3. versus Leeds because the yeah. game was so amazing because it was so open. But like mm-hmm. Leeds can't play defense. This is <laughs> Bournemouth are not good at offense, and Leeds are giving three goals away to them. So um let
0: me, let me just real quick read you the last four results they've had. Leeds loses to Fulham three to two. Leeds beats Liverpool two to one. Leeds beats Bournemouth four to three. Leeds loses to Tottenham four to three. That's the most exciting four run of games this season by any team without even looking it up. Right? Like, and it's very fun. I like it a lot. It's great. I love the American managers and the American side of it. It's a little stressful because if it goes badly, right? You're like realistically, this team is like one or two bad losses away from Jesse March getting fired. There are one or two bad losses away from getting absolutely picked clean, right? They lost a guy straight to Barcelona last year, right? That's not nothing. They're ascendant as a club there. They've got to kind of step it up a little bit to keep this going.
1: 100%. I think the Marsh thing is a perfect point by you. They were chanting in that Bournemouth game for him to get fired at halftime. They were chanting for him to get fired at halftime, the fans. So uh, it's... It's really on the margins there. I think this team, in my opinion, is going to have enough to get it done. Like, I don't think they're going to be in that bottom three. I don't even necessarily think they're going to be in that fight. I think Go they get just.
0: Him Go get him. Maybe. Maybe Go that's just it. more
1: Americans. That's the solution.
0: Eunice Musa. Just get all four of them playing together, baby. But
1: I think they have enough. I think they'll figure it out and not truly, truly be in this dogfight for a relegation. But, um,
0: But they set themselves there right now.
1: That's the problem. They just gotta keep balls out of their net. They they've got the attacking talent. I think we all think they have the attacking talent. And they have okay, like Tyler Adams. Look, we've gushed about Tyler Adams on here, but he's been very good for them. And it's four to three.
0: Yeah, right. Like it's like I don't think part of it's the style they play.
1: I don't think any Leeds fans, honestly, like American bias aside from English fans. I don't think any of them. They love him, they love him, and he's a defensive midfielder for a team that's I giving think
0: he's up player of the year for the last year. Really. Like, he's yeah. giving up
1: like, two, to, they're giving up two to three to four goals a game, and their defensive imagine midfielder if he wasn't is playing you'd be a like, yeah,
0: The final score was seven to nine. Be like, Oh, what a horrible <laughs> football game! or a pretty good baseball game. <laughs> nope. Soccer, like, and I, I think that kind of gets us into West Ham, like, for as exciting and fun as Leeds are. West Ham is the least entertaining team to watch from a team I generally enjoy watching, right? Over the last couple of years, I like Bowen off the right. I always like Declan Rice, especially because I think Chelsea's going to buy him, right? I always like to watch him play. I also really like Suchak, right? I just think they have a good, solid midfield. And you know me, your boy loves a midfield, right? Mm-hmm. And for them to be sitting here at 16th is insane. They had a big money move, right? They went and got Skamaka. Right, like that was a big, wasn't that him? Right, Skamaka yeah. for uh, for, and I know he's been injured and stuff like that. But like they get Lucas Paqueta, they go get a starter for the Brazilian national team, and you're sitting here in 16th. Like the fact that David Moyes has a job right now seems insane.
1: Yeah, I the, think it's, this is the
0: worst team that can't believe they're this low.
1: I think it just has a ton to do with a. Uh, obviously, last year I think they I I very much rate this team, but they punched above their weight last year, almost finishing in the top four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they really rate Moyes for that. They really like what he's building there. Like, there's even of guys you didn't mention, like uh, Kufal, I think is so good at wingback. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Fabianski between the sticks has been really good for yeah, them.
0: They're good uh, everywhere.
1: They're really good everywhere. I I honestly, and maybe it's just. You can call it lazy. I think this team's been just really unlucky this year, really unlucky. They're way better than their position in the table, and I think that they've had some really unlucky results. Like even Skamaka, like you said, that like was a big money signing. He I, he's been injured a bit, but he hasn't even been bad. He's had a couple okay, like some really nice goals for them. And i I think at the it, when we're talking in six months from now, I think they're going to be comfortably mid table and. We're going to kind of all forget that they were down here, honestly, is how I feel about West Ham.
0: Yeah. If we talk about them anymore, that that six months from now will just be the end of this episode. Let's move on to Everton. Uh, one of the big six, I say, as a complete joke. Um, Frank Lampard, like, scratching and clawing to keep this team relevant. Like, they do things like that. And then when Chelsea wants to pay them $40 million for Anthony Gordon, they're like, no, no, we're fine. Here you are in 17th probably wishing you had 40 million dollars for uh for Anthony Gordon. Let's be real. But just a confusing just like another team I'm just like you were a big team year like a couple years ago, right? A pretty good team, like a pretty well-sized team and just absolutely down here getting dog walked most weekends.
1: This is a team that people that earlier this year were like had a couple okay results. Not even good results. I think they They beat United, I believe. They had some okay results. I mean, we talked about United being kind of surprising where they're at even for like how they've been. I've, I haven't have believed in Everton one time this year. I think Everton is exactly what they were last year. I honestly do. I don't think they're any better than they were last year, and they were fighting for survival last year. I think that's exactly what they are. And I know Everton has a strong following in this country. There are lots of Everton fans in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They're in a bad spot right now, man. There is not a lot to like about this team, in my opinion. No. I, I truly feel that way. Like,
0: seriously, outside of Anthony Gordon, they don't have anybody to... And I know that just because he got a big offer from Chelsea, right? Like there was no one to really enjoy watching on this team. They're not fun to watch, right? Like all those things we just said about Leeds, right? None of them are true about Everton,
1: right? I think, I think like Calvert-Lewin's really good. He's just, he's never fit. He's never fit.
0: But even then, that's a bad investment. Like Everton, that comes back on you, right? Like as much as not to bring it back to Chelsea, but it's like, you can't get mad at, obama yang when obama yang's not fit to play it's like yeah he's hurt all the time right Mm -hmm. it's like the same with calvert lewin like you want to be this big guy and he absolutely has like calvert lewin has enough talent to keep them out of this right to kind of rescue for this from them it's on him it's on him if he wants to get out of here because he's got the talent to do so yeah and they're just they're a team that's they're so
1: mm, like kind of we talked about not not even boring i don't know if that's kind of yes but like not really what I'm looking for they we talked about United earlier and we were like how United's done a good job of getting off this let's just sign somebody with a big name thing they sign big names but they're always the worst big names I feel like they're like I know who that is Gary Mina
0: we've got center back solved it's like oh you super don't hey man (laughs) I get very tall and the World Cup was kind of fun with who is he is he Colombian right yeah wasn't he on that uh
1: um, yeah he was the one who was, he had like four header goals in the tournament yeah, yeah.
0: He's, he's on the, he's on that team of frauds with Hamas rodriguez um but like that's the, that's their idea of like a big move, and it is but it has not been enough to keep them afloat to where they need to be. like when I started following the Premier League, they were talked about it as part of like the big six kind of, and they are dead. Well, we literally,
1: because me and you are on a very similar, familiar timeline, like it was the Everton Cup was finishing seventh. It was like every year there's a top six and then it's Everton. And Tim like,
0: Howard, I, keep the whole thing going, right? They'd like,
1: they kill to out. finish seventh. They'd kill to finish seventh now. Yeah. And it's just like, like, like Allen. When Allen went there, we thought right. Allen was a yeah. good player. No, it turns out bad. not. No, yeah. he's
0: bad. And I don't or think or he's like, bad. Like, I just think he's got that Everton stink on him.
1: Right. But like Dwight McNeil, like, okay, you were the best attacker at Burnley who just went down and you were the only kind of creative player on that team. And he's not doing enough there. Uh, there's just, it feels like they just have all these players of like, we thought you were good at one point, but uh, like, I don't know, figure your scouting out, man. I don't know. Cause
0: all everybody that goes there stinks. You could even say that about, unfortunately, my boy Frank Lampard, the manager. Like, hey, you got Chelsea to fourth with no transfer. I thought you were good at this. It's like, actually, he's not. And that's their whole Everton team. Moving on to a team that is, unfortunately, probably right where we thought they would be, but has been kind of fun along the way and kind of in a good run of form here with two wins out of their last five. Nottingham Forest, no name on the front of their jersey, but kind of fun. Like, they're, they're always <laughs> kind been- of fun they're always good for like an early goal when you're not watching their game. Right. When it comes on the top right corner of the premier league, uh, you're watching, che- you're watching city. I'm watching Chelsea right on the top, right. When the score comes in, it's like forces up one nil. Like, all right, maybe that'll be good. And by the time it gets to halftime, it's like, yeah, ever, uh, you know, Liverpool's taking them behind the wood shit, But I think, um,
1: Nottingham Forest, they just, there's times when they look good to me. They, like I think they have some good players there. Um, look, dude, I I think at the end of the day, to me, what they do like before the season started, like 26 transfers, yeah. like there there's just that does not feel like there's cohesion in this team. they're just there. It's it's like they literally. We have it in America, American sports a lot more. It was like an expansion draft. They just were like, oh, we're going to keep like two players and we're just going to add a bunch of people and just see how it works out. And maybe it'll work. Sometimes it does, but usually it doesn't.
0: Yeah. Let me just read you some guys who are currently playing for this team Uh, Oriel Mangala, Morgan Gibbs White, um, Chico Cuyate, (laughs) Jesse Lingard, Harry Arter, Serge Aurier, Willie Boley, Renan Lodi. (laughs) Like, this is an insane group of guys to have all in this team, um but like the thing with Nottingham Forest is they're like historically a very like one of the bigger teams in England, right For them to get back to this level, it's very important that they stay up and not be a yo-yo club. They're right on the edge of it right now. Um, unfortunately, they're looking up at teams like Leeds and West Ham who I think are unlikely to drop back that far. But at the same time, I, I really just think like it's important for English soccer, right? For a big team like that to stay up and build, um, but I don't think you can be like upset with where they're at right
1: now. Yeah, and I think there's like some good pieces there. Like I think Brennan Johnson is decent. I yeah. think um, Nico Williams. I think he's looked really nice to me at times. I, at I really like Nico that.
0: Williams. Yeah, he would look really good backing up uh, somebody at Chelsea.
1: But like you just kind of mentioned, like Serge Aurier's there. Like what? I, yeah, like that. I until you said that, I didn't even. I couldn't even fucking. If you asked me where Serge Aurier played right now, I would have fucking had no idea until you said, yeah, like, he oh, he's there. I'm like, either. holy yeah.
0: fuck, he is there.
1: So, so I don't know. They just, they just get
0: released by Besiktas. Doesn't that seem
1: right? <laughs> Something like that, right? They just need to find some level of consistency with this team. And maybe they have enough to stay up, but it, it's going to be a fight till the end for them. That's how I yeah. pretty I, much feel I will about it. Like,
0: I'm, roo- I'm rooting for them. I, I really like Brennan Johnson. Oh, my. Um, I, I think it's a very, like, likable team. I don't know. It doesn't get you as far as we'd like it to be. But, like, of these bottom three, at least Nottingham Forest is, like, relatively fun.
1: They have endearing
0: qualities. Southampton, no endearing qualities. Somebody go get Jack Ward-Prowse out of there, man. Like James? I can't even get his name right. That's how far he's fallen, man. <laughs> A couple of years ago, like... I Don't really
1: disrespect the free-kick goat, dude.
0: Yeah, but seriously, it's... They're making weird moves too, and then I just I don't know. Do you have do you have a lot of Southampton thoughts?
1: Um, they really like, like they really like Manchester City's academy, like Romeo LeVias <laughs> from there, so um, so so Zunu. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea hired a guy from there. From they, their thing, yeah. They they signed like I I believe three really Caballero
0: is on the team. Sorry, that's worth interrupting. Holy fuck! My I didn't boy, even know really that. Caballero.
1: Um, they, they really like City's Academy. They've gone so young. They they sacked Hassan, who like right before the break.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. Like, I think there's – I think they're better than like a couple of the teams we've talked about in this group. But uh, they, I also don't know that they are. Like, I think they are. I think James Ward-Prowse is really good. I think there's good players in this team. But like, they sold a lot of guys and like they're just – they went so young. And this is – I believe you and I talked about this in the past – that this isn't FIFA career mode where you can just sign 19 year olds and be like, Oh, we're okay.
0: Yeah. No, like I, I really, this is like the opposite of the sum being whole. Uh, what is that phrase? Like the, the whole being part of the sum. What is it? I'm tripping. Some uh, being greater than the whole. Ones. Yeah. See, yeah,
1: some greater than I, the whole. The, I, so FIFA, let me put it. You this totally I mind like, press with me. <laughs> I
0: like all, I like all their parts individually. When you put them together, it looks like shit. Like I like all their I, parts in- three years no, no no i i like them all right now for like a bigger team to like buy and sub into their game right like i think sekumara their striker is pretty good i think che adams has like been a weirdly pretty good like english striker <laughs> like a premier league quality striker like you can do worse than che adams like romeo lavia i think joe Oribo has been pretty good for them james ward Prowse still i can't believe is there Stuart armstrong's fine like you can go on, and then, like, they have they bought Salisu and then Bella Kotchap, who are actual um, career mode guys you go and get from $3 million in France, and you stick them back in the lineup there. Like, I don't know that this team is going anywhere, but, like, they've kind of done, like, a young retool. I almost wonder if they're ready to drop down, right, play a season in the championship, and then a lot of these young guys are going to be pretty good in, like, a year. But that's a crazy strategy to have.
1: It's a terrible strategy just because like the money involved. I like I I think that look if you were mm, what's a good team to go for here? If you're like oh I don't want to say it because I don't want to hurt your feelings, but like if you're Chelsea and you kind of have a free hit this year of look, we're transitioned kind of, and you went really young. And like the worst you're going to do is you have young guys and you have a couple really good stalwarts in the team. Like you're going to, what, very comfortably stay up. Like Southampton, yeah. it's fucking madness yeah, to me for them to just be like, Oh, we have James Ward-Prowse and we'll just, we'll be okay. Like Salisu, I guess he's even youngish. Like they're just like, we'll just, we'll, we'll just James Ward-Prowse and Salisu and a bunch of fucking 19 year olds. Figure it out guys. Like it's, it's madness to me. And they, Kind of deserve to be in the spot they are. Great yeah. players, players that will be great in a few years, but um, mad strategy. Go that, sign. They need to sign a couple, a couple veterans in January. I think
0: every player on this team is either a twenty-year-old that is like showing great potential to steer just right from career mode, or a guy you would add for squad depth. Like, oh shit! Like Armando Broja got hurt. I don't know. We could bring in Che Adams for like a year and a half. Like, does that sound good? I'll give you eight million for him. Yeah, I'm not going to give you more than that, but I think he's a good player. Let's speaking of like good players, let's round this out with the Wolverhampton Wanderers, no longer the Portuguese uh, portal here, but they just signed Mateus Cunha. Like, what are they doing? Like the second panic striker buy of the year already for them? They've got Jimenez whose face was broken; it hasn't been the same. They bring in Diego Costa, which is not a good move anymore. And then they bring in Mateus Cunha, who I think is a good player. But now that he's moving to Wolves, I don't know that he's a good player anymore. It's, if you go to Wolves right now, I think I have to reevaluate how good I think you are at soccer.
1: I think Wolves have maybe... The least identity of any team in this league. I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say maybe. I, I think they do. I think Stone Cold they I just, I think you and I texted about it a while back. We were, we were just like, remember when Wolves were fun like yeah. three years ago? They were yeah. fun. They were so fun the first couple of years and they came up when they had Nevis. Like,
0: those guys. That's, yeah, that's Nevis is still there. Nevis is still there. Traore is still there. Like, Pedro Neto is still there. Farway's
1: not there anymore.
0: I'm looking at him on the roster right now for them, but yeah.
1: I think he's lo- – he, well, is he loaned to Barcelona then?
0: He's not playing for Barcelona. Is he not? No. Are you sure? Daniel Podence is there. I've always thought he was good. Like, Joao Martino is still there. Like, Nathan Collins is talked about as, like, a good center back people buy. Max Kilman is another guy, like – Jose Sa was like regarded well, but you know, he's given up a thousand goals already this season. Like, like, we can't even keep your team straight. That's yeah. crazy. We're pretty good at keeping teams straight, but like the fact that they basically just been like, yep, run it back again, and they're just getting worse and worse and worse with no identity is crazy.
1: Yeah, I just googled it, Traoré is there somehow? I, I don't know. I I know he went to Barcelona. I have no idea how that happened. Which is kind of my point. Of this team yeah. is just so irrelevant to me that like I would have been when they got Traoré in the first place. When they came up, it was like, "Whoa, Traoré is going there!" Whoa, and then he went to Barcelona. Then he, they they sold him straight to Barcelona. I thought they sold him to him? I don't even. That's what I have no fucking idea how he's back at Wolves. But
0: Wolves stank on him, man. You can't. You can't.
1: You think you can leave Wolves? Nobody leaves Wolves. You're just there. Apparently not, you but can like still I,
0: start for Spain or for Portugal, Ruben Neves, but you can never leave Wolves. <laughs> there's just there's nothing played. exciting about this team. They're so <laughs> fucking boring to me now. And their whole team, like all their players playing in the championship next year, is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like Ruben Neves played how many games with Cristiano Ronaldo at the highest level, won the Euros in Portugal. Buddy's not going to Stoke. I can tell you that right now. Like, Wolves, no wonder you already have, like, I think it was, like, what, $40 million for Mateus Cunha from uh, Madrid, right? Like, real money. No wonder you're spending real money, man, because this team ain't it right now. Like, they've got a long way to go. They have 10 points from 15 games, man. Terrible. And they've lost. They've Of their last five, they've tied one. And that was Brentford. They've lost every other game. They've lost every other game. And have not. I-
1: I don't think they have it this year, man. I think they're going down. I think this Cunha signing like reeks of a desperation and B, like yeah, if it's forty million and you drop forty million on a guy and you go down, I, I believe it's actually a loan deal with like an obligation to buy. I imagine that obligation is not triggered if they go down. Would be my estimation. But uh, look, they're trying to throw money around and stuff, try to splash cash, but. I don't know. Like I think they need multiple players to come in for them to even have a chance to stay up. I, I really don't feel anything good about this Wolves team. I yeah. honestly, sorry if you're a Wolves fan. I don't feel anything good about them. Anything. Yeah.
0: It's, I don't feel good about them either. Mateus Cunha. It is a $40 million deal. I just Googled it. Cause I also like, I said that and then I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa, that seems like a bad plan for Mateus Cunha. Like get that money, buddy. But whew, man, uh, don't buy, maybe rent, maybe rent in Wolverhampton. Mateus Cunha I wouldn't I wouldn't you know put a lot of roots down if you got kids like don't throw them in the school keep them in keep them in Spain for the rest of the semester but uh that brings us to the end of the Premier League man I, we talked about every team of course it ended up being two hours when we thought we could maybe keep this under an hour but unless you've got anything else man I think we are uh man I'm, I'm actually I'm I wasn't earlier today it was a super long day I am fired up for the Premier League to be back now
1: I'm just, I'm super pumped about it. Like the, I'm, I I don't want to, you know. Go. I understand you have to work, but I want to just say that I'm quite happy. I actually get the boxing day day. to watch because normally I don't. So
0: I would have been working anyways, but
1: but it would be nice to just watch the games, man. I. near the end of the world cup like obviously the final was so amazing i think we talked after like the quarterfinal or was the yeah. semifinal the we games were kind of boring and yeah and i was just a little burnt out the final obviously just breathed like a fucking dragon fire back into us but i was starting yeah. to look for forward to club football
0: to, i love i mean spencer knows this you guys will find out i love transfer rumors we will 100 we'll we're definitely we're gonna be
1: a transfer rumor pod
0: yeah, I hope you like faber fiction cuz it's coming your way. <laughs> this
1: is my every right week segment. Now.
0: My favorite thing I've ever heard is faber fiction cuz we love puns.
1: All right, one more thing before we get out just because I know we're running long here but it is our Christmassy episode. We're both christmas guys obviously if you celebrate another holiday around this time um don't mean to throw that aside, but this is our experiences. I'm just curious. Let's even just kind of round it in. What are your, uh, what, what's, what are a couple of holiday things? You got any like traditions, anything you really like about the holidays that you really go in yeah. on?
0: Um, this is probably the, f- we, we usually always, um. I got three younger brothers. So we used to spend a lot of time, you know, getting everybody together and that kind of thing. It's one of the more spread out Christmases we're going to have just because now people are kind of all over. So not to put a damper on it, but that does sting a little bit. Um, just cause it's fun to get everybody together, but that was always our biggest holiday thing. And, you know, we'd get ornaments and stuff like that and, you know, but no, I'm, I'm in Texas now. So, uh, honestly, it's going to be so cold here. We might be getting a white Christmas anyways.
1: Yeah. I, I think, um, we'll end up with the white Christmas and just that it's supposed to be absolutely freezing and the snow from today is not going to melt. So that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I'm just a big, huge, huge uh, – maybe this is – I have actually never asked you this. You an eggnog guy?
0: No, I'm not an eggnog huge guy. Huge
1: eggnog guy. I think, uh, what, it's 2,000 calories is what they suggest for a day. I'm, I'm drinking probably the next few days 2,000 calories an eggnog in the next few days. Uh, a little rum in there, maybe a little whiskey if I'm feeling a little friskier. But uh, had one, I actually got the wife a um, – milk frother and she got that as her early gift because i couldn't wait to use it so i made a little eggnog latte with a little rum in there yet earlier Oof. There the eggnog latte guy oh the eggnog just our mutual friend megan bought it up in the chat the other day saying something about drinking it in like july i think that's psychotic behavior but month of december january maybe even late november uh can't get it enough of the stuff man
0: no yeah not not for me i don't need any egg-based drinks just ever um you know I, I don't like it when eggnog comes around i don't like when rocky's drinking raw eggs like if you're drinking eggs do something else <laughs> do something else they, we've it evolved is. right we, we have more options it's not well the chicken laid eggs outside and that's what we have here so let's get drunk you know we have <laughs> options we have stores we've come a long way as a society since that was a city it's like i don't know man we just got all these eggs and i'm if I eat another omelet, I'm going to lose it.
1: Fair enough, man. But uh, I guess to each his own because something about the uh, nutmeg or something in there, something about that nutmeg, just to, it gets me every time. Those holiday spices, man, I'm I'm into it. And, uh, I'll be consuming a lot of it. I'll be hanging out with the family on top yeah, of those 2,000 calories of nutmeg or nutmeg of eggnog that I'm drinking. I'll be just crushing Christmas ham or whatever the hell. I think I'm making chicken wings or something. I have no yeah, idea kind of yeah, a shit show.
0: I know we're doing salmon, I want to say. Just as something Ooh, I like. Salmon. Different. I yes, like a good salmon. Really good. Um probably a ham too or something. I don't know what the actual schedule is here. I get less time off than most people just because of my job here, but uh um no man, I'm I'm excited for Christmas and I'm excited for soccer. This is our, this is our last soccer free weekend. 100%. Just so you know. Like and yeah, everyone right. else like this is our yeah. last soccer free weekend for Six months, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Which I'm not and, arguing about, and it's but, it's uh,
1: barely, I mean,
0: barely even the weekend, because just right back on Monday, we're going in two footed, baby. Two footed, but your team doesn't play till Wednesday and mine doesn't play till Tuesday. So <laughs> Which means Tuesday. I get
1: to be a I, I get to be a great neutral. It's gonna be amazing on Monday.
0: Yeah, get ready for Spencer's takes on Brentford. It's gonna be incredible. <laughs> uh but no man, that said, um, unless you got anything else, man, I think uh, I think we're about ready to get out of here. Just, and uh, and
1: yeah, just that's, Merry I was going to say just, everybody. happy Merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. I do have as a Christmas guy, one Christmas wish, and that's that you follow us. you Like the pod, you rate us five stars, maybe leave a little review in there.
0: I'm wishing for a Chelsea midfield. You guys don't have to follow us. <laughs>
1: Don't listen to Andrew. Listen to me, especially if you're not a Chelsea fan. Uh, Give us that. Follow us on Twitter at fish fries pod. We've been popping off on Twitter, just getting all kinds of engagement on there. So come join us on there. We are, I'm look, Andrew, I might be ready to just proclaim us king of the USMNT memes. I think that I, you and I are just crushing it on there. So give us a follow. We're just pumping it out, baby. And we're going to keep pumping out podcasts, Because the Premier League is back, Andrew. Christmas on Sunday
0: and right back into it on Monday, baby. We are back. Spencer is absolutely going to keep bumping for you, man. But otherwise, that's all I got.
1: Happy holidays, guys! Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Safe travels. It's crazy time to travel in the
0: U.S. right now. Seriously, no, no, like actually, like stay safe, travel well. Like 100. Listen to us. You know, we got we got two we we brought you two hours of podcasting while you got yeah.
1: That's a perfect little road trip. I feel like two hours is at least what you're doing. So we've just...
0: Trap a significant other in the car with them. Say, I'm not changing the radio. Put on our podcast. It'll be a real weird ride. <laughs>
1: Lucky you. We went like way too long on Everton and way too long on Villa and all these teams. We thought we'd bump out in like two We're minutes. We're to make
0: fun of Crystal Palace for 20 minutes. Crystal Palace. So,
1: we yeah. somehow went 10 minutes on Crystal Palace, but it's just entertain you guys while you're driving the highways, the spines of the US of A, baby. So... We'll uh, let you guys get back to your other scheduled programming, and we'll get off the airwaves here. Andrew, uh, happy holidays! Enjoy your Christmas, my friend, and we'll we'll gather after Boxing Day and Tuesday and Wednesday and Monday, uh, just Monday. We'll be back.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll be, back. be back. You don't have to worry about it, man. But- just
1: like the Premier League, ba- League baby, we are back. We. never yeah. we're gone though.
0: We are back. All right, Spencer, buddy. Merry Christmas, man.
1: Merry Christmas, man. Take it easy, guys. We love you. See you soon.